What up, what up, what up, sports heads, and happy new year to the sports heads. I am Cowboy. Fellas, introduce yourselves. What it do, KC, Lee 86 here, live in the flesh, and happy new year to everyone out there. Happy new year, sports heads. DB's 1492 here. All right, all right, all right. It's good to see everybody made it to the new year. I heard there was a lot of rump-a-pump-pump going on last night, but I was asleep. I didn't even make it to the new year, but happy new year, fellas and sports heads. Uh, Gonna go ahead and kick it off with a little bit of NBA news. Uh, The league was kind of telling us about. Lee, go ahead and kick it off, man. Yeah, it was just that, uh, you know, that the bullets are. um, Holy, holy. You remember Now, I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt. You remember when we we was having this conversation where we weren't sure? Because the 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 Washington basketball team is so irrelevant. Oh yeah, but they're still called the fucking Wizards. Me and I was uh, talking saying that to Beast the other day. They are still the Wizards. Okay. Oh. But even though they are irrelevant, you can call them the Billets, the shit house, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Uh, to be politically correct, the Washington <laughs> Wizard. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a topic that was kind of uh, talked about in prior podcast here at Sports Talk KC uh, between myself and and my colleague. So um, that's where it stands. They're zero and five to start out the season, and it has some people scratching their heads. Is Russell Westbrook a cancer just to teams, or is him and Bill going to be able to do what what people seem that duo capable of doing between the two? So that's kind of the debate all in the pot there. What do you guys got on their dismal 0-5 start that a lot of people, a lot of insiders – did not expect from the dynamic duo there in Washington. It's kind of the same situation of the Clippers last year, as far as uh, team chemistry. I mean, uh, uh, Westbrook got tossed in there, what, a week or less than a week before the start of the season? Something like uh, two uh, preseason or something like that, and uh, like a week or two or something like that. It was, yeah, it was right on I, the cusp. It was right on the cusp of that season starting. But my bad, go ahead, big dog. Yeah, they didn't have time to, to gel with each other or build that camaraderie with each other. Uh, I know Bru- uh, Bradley Bill is a team player, uh, so I don't think it's uh, Bradley, but like. Like you said, Russell could be a cancer, man. I mean, I don't know. I haven't had a chance to actually watch him play to get a bird's eye view on what the team looked like. But for them to be 0-5, I'm assuming they look like ass. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's just it's just crazy. It's a crazy situation uh, that he got t- tossed in, you know what I'm saying? And, and to me, it just seems like they don't have the talent that the Clippers had last year, but it's kind of the same scenario that Paul George was talking about as far as chemistry. And I'm pretty sure they haven't had the time to build that. They may get it clicking midway past into the season, but it'll probably be too late. But that's all I really got on the uh, Wizards. Before before Beach jump in here real quick, 
I'm going to just kind of brush this up with you, Cal. So it's safe to say that you think it's caused some mayhem with Russell Westbrook joining that organization in such a short period of time that it's kind of discombobulated some chemistry or things of that nature. That safe to say? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure they came into the season believing that John Wall would be their uh, guard. And then this trade happens out of left field, and you bring in a, another player that's explosive in the man's ball. And, uh, I mean, they ain't, they ain't playing with each other. Yeah, There's no chemistry. So I, I don't think it's the, the, them acquiring him. I just think that the team walked into it. Well, they're in a situation where they prepare for one guy, now it's another guy. And they're familiar with John Wall, even though he ain't played in about a year and a half, two years. But they they know what to expect and how to play with him. As for Russell, no, they don't know anything about him. I mean, they know he can ball, but they don't know his tendencies on the court, what he where he likes the ball placed on the court. They don't know any of that. And I get that you say that. That makes a lot of sense because just using football terminology here or football lingo. <laughs> John, I agree with you on that because John Wall is kind of like the green dot guy. Like you would say, a middle linebacker for NFL defense that gets the green dot to, you know, put guys in situations and just to see what they're going to put out on the field and run as far as formation-wise. So I do get with what you're saying, you know, with Westbrook coming in versus, you know, they had anticipation for John Wall. But that's all, that's what I wanted to get cleared up there. Beach, you got anything on this? Yeah, I'm just going to, uh, I guess, say the cliche thing because I agree with what Cal said. I mean, what he says makes a lot of sense as far as and what you're kind of alluding to with your analogy there with football is that it's just going to take time. But I don't know what the insiders were actually thinking this team could actually be because I didn't have really any expectations of them really doing well. Now I didn't see an 0-5 start, maybe one or two wins, but I didn't really see them really doing anything. And I don't really even know who's on that roster between besides Bill and Westbrook. <laughs> so, I mean, they're doing, I guess, what we expected them to do. I mean, I don't know what their expectations was going into the season, but if it's like if you – uh, <laughs> it's like if you try to rush Russia, a fucking pot of rotel. <laughs> if you don't let the, the meat cook and brown, season it up, put it in the pot, let the cheese melt properly, you're going to have a shitty bowl, shitty pot, crock pot of rotel. <laughs> and they tried to rush the rotel. Guess they were too hungry, and you got shit rotel, and that's what the Washington Wizards basketball team is right now. Shit rotel. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's it's rotel that hasn't reached its <laughs> <laughs> it's fully its full round of preparation. So um, with us using the unprepared Rotel analogy, I agree 100%. Who wants some running Rotel? You want that right, Rotel right. to be binded together. You don't want it to be runny like some clam chowder from Red Lobster. <laughs> right, right, right. 
just to get back on track, I agree with that. It, it's just like how they lost the other night. I was watching. It's not like they're getting blown out, but from my perspective, just being a fan of the NBA and knowing it's not much of a – I think Wall is better than uh, uh, Westbrook. Don't get me wrong. Right now? Uh, right, say right, right now? now, but just going off of past tense, past performances, Wall is a lot more clutcher and, and and has that jump shot that can well verse his game. Westbrook, I feel, does not have that right now. But I'm not saying that was that was going to that made me believe that this team will start off zero and five. Like I was kind of getting to, it was like they were playing the Chicago Bulls the other night in Chicago, and that game was real close. I think it ended up being one thirty, close to one in the one twenties, and Washington lost by like a point or two. But it's just like, man, I didn't expect that duo of Westbrook and Bradley to be zero and five. That's just. You know, that's just some thread that we're, you know, some traction that we're throwing out here, sports heads, as far as the uh, NBA goes uh, thus far. But there was another thing that I had had in my back, another topic, you know, um, since we're, you know, kind of picking in the realms of the NBA talk and things of that nature. It's it's a it's a it's something that I seen that uh, I was reading up on, and it was the uh, it was about Doc Rivers and the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. This is what the paragraph was basically saying, or the, the tidbits that ESPN was putting out there. Doc feels that being the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, it's now a put-up-or-shut-up type of time for um, – or Ben Simmons and um, what's the big what's the I can't think of his name Joel Embiid yeah yep. and Embiid and his take is this he comes from good winning teams coaching them you know uh, to say the least he feels that this is not another year where it can be said Ben Simmons Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid is going through the learning curve. He feels it's it's now or never. The learning curve is over with. You guys had that for about two or three years. You guys have to start showing your full potential as a duo in this city, and I'm coaching it, and I know the potential is there. And he just basically feels like, the learning curve or them trying to get things right between themselves is over with. You guys had that time. It's now time to put up and shut up. So I just kind of want to see what you guys have to, you know, kind of throw in there to go along with that. Because me, I personally agree what Doc is saying. You know, it's time for them to do something. Or you're going to have to start looking at other options. So, that was my second narrative as far as NBA talk, as far as what if we agree with Doc or disagree with Doc uh, regarding the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, uh, in a way, yeah. Uh, I believe this is like what year four. 
I'm not what sure for real, but I know it's it got to be like year four. Why does it seem longer than that? It does seem longer than that, Beach. Like I said, I'm not sure. It may four to five years, maybe. It's that because a bit. It's that fourth year mark, buddy. It's that fourth year. Yeah, mark. It, may, I, I know. it may even be three, just to be three to four. I'm going with three to four. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it, it's something like that because Ben is still young and Ben only he ain't been in the league that long. He was hurt his first season, and I think he's been healthy. He hurt. He was hurt, he was hurt towards the twelve. Yeah, he got to be like in his third or fourth season. So yeah, I think it's like yeah, four seasons now with them together. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree and with them, and they kind of, and I kind of don't. Uh, with it being a new system, and with the way the times are, as with the COVID issue and everything like that, they're not having their full preseason, their full off-season workouts as a team together. Same issue we were talking about the previous uh, team as the Wizards. I think that plays a big role uh, with it as far as the coaching staff and the players, but. On the talent side of it, Joel and uh, Ben Simmons uh, are that team. And I think this is the time. Uh, they're always in the top five of the East. This is a season where they do they do need to put some work and try to stay healthy and get some playoff wins. I don't expect them to win at all in the East, but they need to state their claim as one of the elite teams in the East. So, yes, I do uh, agree with what you're saying, 50-50 on it. Uh, that, yeah, they should. It's time for them to put the big boy pants on and win. But the thing is, can they stay healthy? Joel Embiid is known, known to get injured. So is Ben Simmons is known to get injured. That team is only going to go as far as them two dudes take the team. But can they stay healthy? And and just to throw this in there real quick, is I'm going to just throw this in there. Doc knows. He comes from the mosh pit of success. He's been stuffing through that mosh pit of success with tall boots on for a very long while now. He's no dummy to this. He knows a lot of people have looked at that team as if they get someone stable as far as having playoff success and you get a coach like that and these two guys could, you know, go up underneath that coach's wing. It's Doc sees that and he hears that chatter and he knows that. That's why I think he was 100% of saying that. You just said it yourself. It seems like every year this team is right at the top of the of the East. Doc knows with him being there, he's going to be looked at as well. Why can't they get? Why can't they get past? Get over the hump with you there now? So I really, really do agree with Doc taking that stance and letting his team, letting these guys hear that. But I just wanted to throw that in there. What you got on this uh, beats? Um, I guess I'm with. I'm guess I'm with Doc. I mean, I see where Kyle is coming from. It's a new system. Um, I don't know uh, the X's and O's of basketball like that, so I don't know if it's difficult if you change coaches and they bring in a, a different style of play. I guess we would need some time to kind of figure that out. But I, I do agree that it seems like they've been together for a while. It's a little time to go to the Eastern Conference final, if not make the finals. Um, but I think there will be some other teams as far as like Miami and Brooklyn and uh, Boston that will have a say in that as well. So I guess we'll just see. But I, I, get, I, agree with, I agree with Doc. 
But it's up to him to pull it out of him. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and that's why I say he, feel, he feels the weight of that city on his shoulders. <laughs> like I said, that man comes from the mosh pit of success with tall boots on. It was very little times that his that his socks got wet in that mosh pit of success. But like you said, another team to mention, it's not so easy in that East. You got you got Brooklyn too, that has a pretty shabby 7-Eleven type duo <laughs> down there with KD and Kyrie. Okay, Brooklyn. So the East, uh-uh, I don't think you said well, Brooklyn, I called it, but uh <laughs> You know, uh, that's a team as well that I think could really just just their two champion, those two having the championship success that they have and having the hardware and being in big games, making big shots. That's a team I think that could really come out of the East quietly as kept. So, but a lot of people expect Philly too with the acquisition of Doc Rivers now at the helm. Uh, New Philadelphia is a needs a solid point guard and some role players on that team. Besides their starting five, who's on that bench? I know they got a solid uh, second year for. I can't think of his name. He was putting in work last year. Excuse, me. I know his name. It's a wacky name. But uh, besides that starting five, Bryce Harris and B Ben Simmons, I don't know who the fuck their starting point guard is. Uh, but they need a solid point guard like a Rondo or Mike Conley good facilitator type uh, point guard and some more role players on that bench. To me, they just ain't got enough. I mean, they, they could always make it in the top one to three or five uh, in the East. They just can't win in the East because they, I mean, they don't have anything besides Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. And that, and, and that hits right on the nose right there because – if you telling me you're putting Philadelphia up, even with Doc at the hand, you're putting Philadelphia up against, say, Brooklyn. I think Kyrie and KD, <laughs> just them two alone, win that series. You put them up against Boston. I think the likings of Tatum, Brown, you know, uh, the cast of guys that they have, uh, uh, Kimba Walker, you know, it's hard to – to go up against all that stardom power, but it remains to be seen. Man, I guess right now Brooklyn would be the favorite to come out the East. Boston would be if they would get their act together. I don't know what the fuck's going on with Boston. They got a solid team, but I think it's the coaching with Boston, man. That dude, <laughs> we don't get none of the conference this year. That dude need to get up out of there because uh, they got too much talent. On I agree team. with that as well. So same here. Yeah, I'll get rid of Danny Age. Go get I'll get rid of Danny Age in him. Shit. Rebuild. Mm-hmm. Cause they uh uh-uh, I don't know what's going on with them. And another thing I don't get is what the fuck is going on with Taco Falls? I don't know, bro. It's like the just dude, like, I don't even be seeing the dude on the bench. I don't know. I don't know. For him to be as massive and Mammothy as he is. <laughs> uh I don't know. I don't know. I think it's I think it's a health. It's a health issue. I think I think he can't stay healthy to get on the floor. It's kind of reminding you of a young 
it's kind of reminding you of a young, a young talent like Greg Oden. I knew he was about to say that. I hope he don't get Greg Oden. I mean, this is year number two now, and he's not even really seeing the floor. I think you have to think about it, man. Guys that tall and you know, Shaq is, you know, Shaq was massive like that, but Shaq was always remain. Shaq would get beat up and and booted up every night, but he's he remained to be, you know, the man of steel, Superman, always stayed consistently healthy. That's why Shaq is looked at as the best big man that the game has ever seen as far as our life is when we start talking about early 90s and uh, late 2000s, things of that nature. But it's starting to – I'm seeing Greg Oden. I mean, you know what they can do. You know they can be dominant because just their structure, but is health keeping them keeping them off the floor? Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, he can bounce back because I just – it's just very eerie uh, what's going on with Taco Falls. Uh, Cause they, I ain't really heard nothing, and I tried to Google it one day, but especially last year during the bubble, he was dressed and everything, and never touched the fit, never touched the court. So I just, uh-huh. uh, but one yeah, more uh, they, thing, huh? they they put him in during the bubble one game. Yeah, and he had that fucked up. He had that fucked up pass where he cost him the game, and he never touched the court again. Yeah, yeah. so. And then they took him. I haven't seen Taco Fall in any action since that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I was watching. Uh, and one more other thing uh, before we move on. Uh, we are coming upon a year of uh, Kobe and his daughter and the five of the passengers that was on the uh, helicopter's uh, anniversary. I mean, I don't know if they're right saying anniversary, but uh, a year after they passed. Uh, but I was seeing some things on Kobe Bryant circulating about Nike. And it really makes sense, especially what Nike did after he passed. Uh, it was saying that Kobe was unhappy with Nike and was in the process of starting his own shoe brand with other former NBA players and current NBA players starting their own shoe brand. And it was a gentleman that uh, 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 released an article saying that he had uh, – one of Kobe's colleagues that they had talked about it two weeks before his passing and that they were getting ready to get it going as far as starting their own Mamba shoe brand company. And obviously the, the tragic tragedy of his helicopter uh, going down and his passing, the, he didn't, wasn't able to move forward with what he was trying to do as far as leaving Nike and starting a Mamba shoe brand. But, what is crazy though is like right after Kobe passed, you guys remember that Nike like took all Kobe Bryant's shoes, everything that had to do with Mamba branding off for a few months. You couldn't buy Kobe Bryant's shoes or anything Mamba related for a while. Yeah. And what I'm saying is just eerie as fuck. You know what I'm saying? That he was going to do that. Then this happened. Then Nike did what they did. And definitely prospered off of it. Uh, what do you guys thought with this? Thoughts with this? I just thought it was like eerie as hell. I didn't even know that this was happening. And a year later, this is coming out that he had issues and was unhappy with Nike. He was going to do this, and he had all these other things going on 
legal battles with pharma, pharma, pharmaceutical companies, all kind of stuff going on privately. Then for his helicopter to randomly go down, Nike mysteriously discontinues all Kobe Bryant's products and brings them back. Uh, just here re- uh, recently, or not too long ago, a few months ago, I know uh, Russell Wilson had on the new Mamba that came out not too long ago on Christmas Day. But what are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, that's that is, I agree. That's 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 real. You know, it's it's an eerie feeling. You know, I knew about the Mamba branding within itself, but I did not know there was a, a basically a paper trail of disputes with uh the late great Kobe Bryant, um Rich and So. Um I did not know that. I did not know he was in disputes with Nike. You know, in, in no, 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 no. He, he wasn't in uh, disputes with him, bro. He was just about to leave. Well, he was upset with him, and he was about to leave uh, Nike. The uh, legal disputes was with the pharmaceutical companies that was using the Mamba uh, name yeah. that Kobe yeah, was going to war with. Okay, yeah, but even, even him leaving Nike, um, not necessarily a dispute like you were saying. Um, I didn't even know that. Like I said, I knew about the mob of branding within itself that was um, looking to, you know, transpire off 2024. That's what they were looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, last I seen that, it was uh, looked at for him to really get everything going as far as the mob of branding for 2024. And so, uh, like you said, the unfortunate, untimely, tragic death of Kobe, he, he was not able to go along, you know, or go forward. But yeah, that is kind of, yeah. yeah. And you have that when these celebrities, you know, tragically pass untimely and unexpectedly like this, you know, then things start coming out where they were in, you know, legal disputes with such and such. So, that doesn't surprise me one bit, but it, it, it just surprised me that, you know, he was leaving Nike. But it, it really didn't because the Mamba branding had grew to its own, <laughs> its own platform times 100. So who wasn't going to support that Mamba branding from Kobe, like you were saying, Cal? But yeah, and, and it, like you were saying, Nike did indeed discontinue a lot of apparel. Um, as far as Kobe jerseys, all of his shoes, but that was marketing when you look at it. That's marketing from Nike. Right. They like you said, they basically got the got the uppity ups, <laughs> which people it's sad to say, but people typically do that. They take advantage of the athlete or the celebrity within their self. Uh, basically multiplying off of that person and them being worth more when they die. So that's just how it is. Look at Michael Jackson. He's He was worth more dead than what he was alive. So Nike knows that and knew that. It's it's all marketing and economics. So, but yeah, Nike doing that, you know, they had to jack the prices up as far as apparel, jerseys, shoes, and things like that to make a buck times 10. But, yeah. 
That's just my take. Yeah, I don't really have a take because this is my first time hearing it uh, both from you guys. And I just don't want to, I don't have any necessarily information. This is my first time hearing it. So I don't want to necessarily do disservice or uh, to your topic there, Cal. If if we can, could we bring this up again and then I'll just do my own research on it and find out what I can, you know, so I can have a little bit more input on it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I kind of just threw it out there. Uh, I thought that it may have popped up on your news feeds or in your Google searches. But, yeah, uh, yeah, we can uh, put bases back on this. You don't know okay. much about it uh, next year. Uh, but let's go on into, I guess, I mean, we don't have much going on. It's right after the holidays, so it's kind of slow. But uh, let's go on into our Chiefs preview. We kind of touched bases on who will be playing and not playing. Uh, on the past pod, so you can get a chance, sports heads, go back and check and listen to that before you listen to this one. But let's just go into the uh pregame against the Chargers and the uh, well, the Chargers against the Chiefs. We are at home at Arrowhead. Uh, go ahead and kick it off, folks. All right, um, to finish off the 2020 2021 season. Um, we have a home game here this Sunday against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, 325 kickoff. That is that once again, sports is that's been flexed to from the noon kickoff to the 320 uh 25 kickoff. But uh short and sweet, uh a lot of guys are <laughs> going to be risking, and we, we know that get that. Um it was confirmed uh before or later on or earlier in the day today that um, Tyreek Hill will not be a go, which doesn't surprise me. I said that. Sammy Watkins as well. Uh, ben Neiman. Uh, Mike Rimmers. Um, and I think there's another one um, in there right now. I just can't think of it. But, yeah, we do know that there's going to be a lot of starters and familiar faces that we're used to seeing from line. They're not going to be available for this game. They're going to get the proper risk that's needed. Like I was telling Pete, it's going to amount to about 20-something days from these guys seeing any live football action sitting out Sunday's game. But short and sweet, um, it's your second line. It's your second line, guys, um, that's going to be in this game. Pat, we know, is not getting the start as well. It's going to be any. So um, short and sweet, offensively and defensively, I just want to see the guys that we know that's going to play in the playoffs um, that's going to provide depth. I want to see what these guys can do. I want to see what Haney looks like because we um, had Matt Moore at the helm with Pat going down last year. So this is going to be our first time really being able to see Haney. So I'm excited about that. Um, Just seeing what some other offensive line guys can do. You know, if there's going to be a difference of guys, you know, that's on the O-line, just kind of look at them. Um, just seeing other, you know, like like on the defense, seeing Wharton, you know, number 98, seeing if he's able to keep, you know, keep full steam ahead. Um, Willie Gay, you know, um, DeAndre Baker, you know, things of that nature. You know, so there's some guys, yeah, the starters are not going to play it's going to be it's going to be totally opposite for the Chargers. Um, we get that they're going to have their front line guys, but 
that's all I'm really looking forward to this game. Um, we're solidified in as far as our positioning for the playoffs. So this game is just to see what the the second tier guys, if they can stay healthy and if they can continue to ball full steam ahead, that'd be great. Um, but that's just my take as far as how this game goes Sunday, just seeing that everyone stay healthy and just seeing, you know, what the coaches make, you know, how the coaches may do things and see what type of game plan that they're calling and what, what they're putting out there, knowing the group that they will have Sunday. So short and sweet for me, that's it. Just staying healthy and just seeing how it looks, seeing if they could get a W with Yeah, their for bodies. me, uh, short and sweet. Uh, for one, second team, even though these guys are second team, I'm looking for them to come out of this game healthy. And then I'm not looking uh, for anything as far as like a game planner for them to even win this game. I'm looking for guys that can add quality depth in the future, 2021 and beyond season. Uh, I'm looking at guys like uh, Darwin Thompson, um, a wide receiver. Uh, you may not know the name, Jordy Fortson. He was number one. He's been on this team since last year. He's kind of like a guy, Cal, uh, body type and kind of player Cal uh, likes, you know, that DK Metcalf. He's not as bulky as him, but he's tall. I believe he's like six. And you can you can just tell that man to, to go downfield and throw it up to him and he should be able to get it. Or when you're in the red zone, you can run some of those fade routes to the corner of the end zone and stuff like that. So looking for uh, seeing him out there. Um, Brian Pringle, I want to see him out there. I want to see what he can do. Um, I guess this is a big game for Miko Harbin. Uh, I would like to see what he can do in this game as well. Um, flipping it over to the defensive side, Colin Saunders. Um, I'm looking to see if he's, um, you know, dressed up and within that rotation uh, and see what he can do. Um, Willie Gay, of course. Um, I'm trying to think who else. DeAndre Baker. Um, oh, Dorian O'Daniel. Um if uh, he's off that uh, injured reserve, I think they took him off of that. I'm looking to see what he does. Um, Willie Sneed's going to be out there, I assume. So I'm just seeing what, what you know, the roster is for us because you're not going to be able to keep all your star players over the course of the years. But uh, I'm just seeing what we have on this roster from the second team and beyond for 2021 and beyond. So, yeah, that's my little spill. Yeah, pretty much the same thing y'all said, uh, just to see what uh, the backup guys can pretty much do as far as death for next season. Uh, I guess we will probably get a glimpse, uh, maybe more of a, uh, of a glimpse of Darwin on the field. Uh, definitely like to see what Brian, Brian Pringle is going to do because uh, he has some flashes this season. So i uh, definitely like to see what he can do for coming back as well. Uh, I don't really expect much from this game. Uh, you know, I pretty much look, look at it as a preseason game. Uh, I know it's the end of the season, but it's not going to be too much action going on. I don't know. What it, I'm pretty sure that the uh, Chargers are going to come in and try to leave off on a positive vibe as far as getting a dove leading into next season. But I don't expect too much for these Chiefs uh, team tomorrow offensively. I expect them just to you know, just uh, rack up some yardage and see what other guys can do. Just more of an observation sort of sort of game of looking at guys that 
they may want to keep it, may want to move on forward uh, from. So if I'm on that coaching staff or in the GM uh, side of it, that's pretty much what I'm looking at and using this game as. So uh, I don't expect <clears> – <throat> I expect it to be competitive, yes, but I don't I don't expect to, to see the normal Chiefs that we're accustomed to. But uh, – You're right. You're not uh, – Right. You're – you're you're not you, you're not going to see, you know what we're accustomed to. You're not going to you're not going to see plays that they would draw up for Pat and Tyree with for Chad Henney. They're going to call a game plan that fits what Chad Henney can do and things of that nature. But you know, Andy's the type of guy I know. You know, Beats had mentioned McCall Hartman and Legarius Neen. You know, Andy. Those guys that he know he's going to need for the playoffs that's going to be on the front line, they, they're going to get some playing time, some drives, but I don't expect those two to really do much. If anything, um, Dieter, he could be another one. That's uh, Patrick That's Patrick Mahomes' uh, close friend that's still on the team. You can see what he could do as well, and I do like the fact that he brings up uh, Jody Fortson. My question is, did they elevate? I have no idea. Probably not. I was, I was just saying for me personally, that's what yeah, I would like to sure. see. Because I believe we need a body type out there like that. I think, if anything, he can help us in the playoffs right now if you actually gave him a shot and have him in situations. Yeah. Yeah. And and I agree. Um, he's kind of like that. He's kind of like a younger Kelvin Benjamin type guy who we brought in a couple years ago late in the season to kind of help with the playoff run if you guys remember that who you had a pretty good career with Carolina so and he showed flashes in the preseason as well um I believe that too I believe he's a guy because I said said it a couple times um Prior back, a couple shows back, that's a play that the Chiefs does, just does not use that all other 31 NFL teams use. They don't use wide receiver fades and things of that nature at all. It's not um, – they don't they don't have the guy to run that as well. But I agree. He's, he, he's like an ace in a hole. I think he could bring some fresh legs and – use him in the red zone. So I agree with that. That's why I was just kind of wondering if you had some insight as far as them. No, I have not seen that. I, like I said, wow. just my person, just for my personal pleasure, I would like to see what he can do uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. It makes sense. You don't have your top tier frontline guys out there. You know, you haven't said nothing about McCole Hartman, so you really don't know what kind of role he's going to play. It makes sense. It really, really does. Like I said, I want to see more of Dion Yelder in this game. That's a good Ricky point. Seals I forgot. Jones beats who we were talking about the other day. Like, yeah, like, like, where is he at? I want to see these, and I think we're going to see things. You know, that's those are going to kind of be some 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 um some successful things that Henny's going to run, you know, intermediate stuff. So get you some double tight end sets going, shit, like you were saying. You know, where's Ricky Seals-Jones been at? He's been dressing up but not getting no playing time or if he's dressing as well, you know, the elder. So 
it's a lot. It's more to this game to just knowing it's more like a preseason game. You want to see what you got as far as your second tier guys going on from 2020 and beyond, like Beach was saying. Yeah. You guys there? I'm here. Yeah, my bad. It just got quiet. I thought uh, Beach was coming back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, like I said, this, this, this game is a uh, observation game, man. They're, they're just paying attention to what they may have and not have and needs they may need and don't need in uh, certain areas of, uh, of the team. So it'll be good for us even to sit back and watch it to observe and just take the GM or coaching role watching this game just to to see who's uh, benefiting the team, you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, we, we, we play tomorrow at 325. Uh, the Ram, I mean, the Chargers. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what they're going to do as far as you guys think. Like I said, you guys think Le'Veon is seeing time or Andy will kind of play a safe with Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good point, Lee. Uh, they ain't really said much about Le'Veon. I think he may end up getting a few snaps just to since he haven't had really so much during the season just to keep him fresh. He may touch the field. I'm not sure. They ain't really mentioned him. They just mostly just mentioned key players, starters. Uh, they ain't said nothing about Le'Veon. Yeah, and as far as how Andy usually does it, guys that's going to carry a pivotal role or got some got some plays scrapped <laughs> in his playbook, he usually doesn't play with fire like that. But that's why I just kind of just threw it out there. It's going to be interesting just to see – Who's trotting out there? Who's not? So, you know, even with Dorian O'Daniel, you know, that made sense that they brought him up. You know, I could see him getting in there, playing that middle linebacker hybrid uh, position, you know, here and there. So, yeah, it's uh-huh. yeah, it's just one of those kind of games. See what you got. Right. And that will be Sunday at 325 at Arrowhead. So, I look forward to catching the last game of the season before we get off into these playoffs. Uh, with that being said, let's go on into our uh, pick segment, which is heating up. The race is tight. So this week matters. It definitely matters. Lee, go ahead and kick it on off. All right. Week 17, the final week of the regular season of this 2020-2021 NFL campaign here at Sports Talk KC, Week 17 matchups. Like you said, Kyle, it's tight. This is the last week where we statistically keep track of these picks, and we rocking and rolling. To go into Week 17, the final week of NFL action, I'm sitting in the lead at 162-77-1. Beats three games behind me at 159, 80, and one. Cal right behind him at 156, 83, and one. So three games just separates the lead and the positioning. Here on the pick segment at Sports Talk KC, week 17 matchups to kick it off. We have the Miami Dolphins going into Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs' world of the Buffalo Bills to square off in a much pivotal game that holds some traction. I got a question because I was trying to get some intel, some insightful details. 
on if uh, the Buffalo Bills were playing their starters this Sunday. Do anybody have any info on that? I was just thinking that, and I do not. I think this game – doesn't this game still mean something to them? I have no right. idea. I don't think they have but the, the number two. Yeah, as far as position, I don't mean – So, yeah. As far as I only know, as far as I only know, as far as I only know, they have the AFC East clinch. I'm not for sure about that, but, you know – um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. like everybody is fucked. Yeah, I, I, I think, think so too. But the reason why I said man. that so is think, because I, Pittsburgh I, I is sitting Big Ben, so it seemed like they and they could have started Big Ben this week to get to number two seed, just to make sure because you never know what would happen in that other game. But they de- they decided to sit there. I mean, at least Big Ben. So. Yeah, the only one they uh, set was a uh, Big Ben and brought in Helmet Gate. I don't, I don't think Big Ben was actually healthy for this game because it makes you wonder. He took so he took some shots against the Colts. The Colts were teeing off on him, and Mike Tomlin seen that. I really think it was quietly, okay. quiet, very quietly, Big Ben's health that determined his availability. But that. I really don't – I don't have any insight. I just know that this team – I just know that both teams still have to, okay. still have something to play for. Miami and Buffalo. I guess Miami so. mm-hmm. at Buffalo. I guess I'm going with Buffalo, even though I just hope they play their starters. Uh, so, I guess I'm going with Buffalo. Sorry to derail the show. No, and he's out with Cole. Patrick is starting the game for two or two. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Fitzpatrick is Tua. So who the hell started for uh, Miami? Yeah. Oh, so Tua coming back? Okay. Not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll take. Uh, I had. To I'll take Buffalo. Yeah, I had to jot it down as well. I'm going with Buffalo in this game. I just, I just feel like, I just feel like that. Uh, that he had his ace in the hole with Fitzpatrick. He does not have that now. So, mm, yeah, we're going with Buffalo in this game. Moving it on along, we have the Atlanta Falcons going into Tom Brady's world to face Tampa Bay. I'm going with Tampa Bay in this game. We got in this game, Cal. Uh, Atlanta didn't look good against us. And I ain't trying to go pick for pick with y'all. And I do want to be smart, though, too. Atlanta could win this game. Uh, fuck it, man. Give me Atlanta. Give me, yeah, give me uh, Tampa Bay. Beats. Minnesota going into the Motor City to face the Detroit Lions. You got in this game, Cal? Uh, I'm going uh, with uh, Minnesota. 
This is yeah, a toss-up game, too, though. I'm going Skull. Yeah, I'm going Skull. Give me the Vikings. We got this game beats. All right, all right. We all do think that uh, the Vikings without Devin Cook, um, he would Dalvin Cook, he would not be playing uh, due to the passing of his father uh, about a day, about a day or two ago. But uh, we do think that that team will rally for Cook and uh, just shouts out to to Dalvin, such a beast that he is, you know, uh, and his family on the uncertain death of his father. So we're all going with uh, Minnesota in that season finale to take out Detroit in Detroit. Moving it on along. This is interesting here. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers going to the Cleveland Browns to face a team that has to that has to crawl out the 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 graves of the playoffs <laughs> to try to get in. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is going to try to win this game. I really, really do. They're going to have something to play for. Mason Rudolph and these guys, Mike Tomlin, I don't expect them to just come in and lay down. Um, I really don't. I do think it's going to be a competitive game, but I'm going to leave, man. To finally make Man, this nigga dramatic size with ass. Right, that was like he's slick, boy. Ah, yeah. Um, I just think that uh, <laughs> you know, I just think that Jarvis Landry will be back. Um, Baker Mayfield in this city knows that. They have not been irrelevant. You know, it'll be really gut-checking for the Cleveland Browns to go 10-6 and six and ultimately miss out on the playoffs. So, yeah, motherfucker um, here. I'm going with Cleveland and Baker Mayfield to be in the playoffs. <laughs> Who are you going with in this match, Cal? Oh, man. Helmet Gate 2.0, baby. Keep your straps on your helmet tight and your head on swivel. Cause the Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns defense is coming for you, buddy. Damn it! I'm taking Cleveland. I wanted to. I thought you. I thought especially Lee was going with the fucking Steelers. Nah, buddy. When I heard when I when I heard this, and I heard that uh, Hodge would be on the field, and Miles Garrett would be yeah, on. Oh, he I'm going with the dog pound too, but Cleveland. I thought this is one that I could probably uh, go different from Lee and try to give me a game, but okay. It doesn't work out like that all the time, sir. Um, I, I do, I do, I do pay attention to the ramification of things that goes down. Mason Rudolph is going to be cold turkey. Um, I, I and this is going to be a good game. It really is. I scratch my head, you know, uh, picking this game. But because, uh, like I said, I think Pittsburgh is going. To, I like Pittsburgh. The, Mike Tomlin is my boy. But mm, I just think Cleveland, and they're at home too. I just think that they're going to. But yeah, uh, uh, we're all going with um, Cleveland in that ball game. So um, there you go. Moving it on along, we have the Baltimore Ravens going into a very hot 
Cincinnati Bengals to face off in this ball game. Can Cincinnati keep their two-game winning streak going to close out this season and keep playing real good ball and shock Give me more. Who are you going with in this game, Beats? Yeah, man. I don't want to risk it, man. Uh, already threw one iron fire. But Cincinnati could win. I mean, it's any given Sunday. They're looking to piss in people's coffee. But Baltimore is the safe pick. Yeah, Baltimore. All right, all right. I'm going with Baltimore as well. Um, you know, Cincinnati's playing some good ball, but, you know, with Baltimore having so much on the line, you know, I think that, you know, the road kind of, Kind of end here for Cincinnati. That quarterback is playing real good ball ever since Burrow has went down. I can't think of his name right off top right now, but he's two and zero as a starting quarterback, and that team is playing real good defense. So it'd really be real funny if Baltimore loses this game. But yeah, I went with Baltimore as well. Moving it on along, a big one here. It's going to decide some shit. Dallas Cowboys going to face the New York Giants in New York to see which one of these teams is going to hold on or be in the playoffs or hold on to their playoff chances. Me, personally, I'm going with Dallas in this ball game. We got Giants. Giants. How about those Cowboys? Beat. Wow. Yeah, give me the Giants. To me, they're the better team. All right, then. Cal going with the Giants of New York. Me and Beach going with Dallas and Andy Dalton. Should be interesting. Moving it on along, we have the Jets going into Bill Belichick's world to face the Jets. I think, yeah, I, I don't. I think Stidham in <laughs> Bill Belichick. I was going to say Cam, but no, I don't think it's Cam. I think you have the Jets going in to face. Stidham. Oh shit! We got in this game, beats. Um. Give me the Patriots. I don't see the Jets winning again. Yeah. Mm. Uh, things is rocky as fuck in New England. Jets ain't no better. Mm. Uh, I did many, many, many mighty more in my head, fellas. Uh, <laughs> and it landed on the fucking Jets. So it is. It's a 50 50 game in my eyes. They're they're both terrible. Uh I think the Jets mm-hmm. they, they they won the last two. Uh Bill Belichick is I think lost lost his team. Uh I'm gonna go with the Jets just for the early, just for the late season rally of them trying to take off properly. Uh, so I'll take the Jets. Just that I ain't, I ain't, I ain't being the same. I'm I, same as y'all, man. Because 
it, it, it ain't gonna be competitive. Everybody picking the same fucking team. So, so. I'll, I'll take a chance. I'll throw another iron in the fire and I'll take the Jets. I'm going to flip my cheap slider here real quick. If it lands on the blank side of this slider, I'm going to go with the Patriots. If it lands on the side with the Chiefs emblem with the 50-yard line printed on it, I'm going to go with the Jets. Oh, let me go ahead and put the slider real quick because I actually did not have this game <laughs> marked in. I really, really did not. It's such a toss-up to me. I said I'm going to go with the flip and pull one that these guys pull out for this week 17 pick segment. Here you go. Nope. I'm going to go with New England in this ball game. I mean, <laughs> I'm going with my flip. You know, um, that's what it landed on. I'm going to go with New England. Um, Cal's going with the Jets. Me and Beats on with New England. Moving it on along, uh, AFC West showdown. We have the Las Vegas Raiders going to Josh, going to Drew Locke. Sorry about that. Drew Locke's world. To Give me the Raiders. Broncos. Who you got in this game, Beats? Raiders. Shit. Two terrible last teams. <laughs> Ah, fuck. Yeah. Well. Fuck it. Go hard or go home. <laughs> Broncos. Give me the Broncos. Right. Raiders ain't no fucking better. I think, I think I got one off with the Broncos this year already. So I'm going to go. Every time I pick the Raiders, they done lost. Give me the, give me the Bronx. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't have a uh, choice on this one either. Um, hmm. Neither one of these teams is playing for anything anymore. Give me, set pride. <laughs> Give me Denver. You going with Denver in this ball okay. game? Me and Cal going with the Bronx, Denver, because we know their car plays terrible in the cold weather. He's like Owen, Owen forever in 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 thirty or less degrees. We know it's going to be frigid in Denver. Beats going with the Raiders of Las Vegas. Me and Cal going with Denver. Moving it on along, we have Arizona going into L.A. to face off against the Rams. Some things is on the line for this game as well. I'm going with Arizona in this game. Who you got in this game, Cal? I thought uh, Kyler Murray was out this game. <laughs> I don't know if he is or if he isn't. I'm going with Arizona. Who you got in this game? It was uh, <laughs> ah. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and give me the uh give me the Rams, man. Give me the Rams. Yeah, give me the Rams. Beats. 
like that. Callum Beats going with the Rams of L.A. to win without golf. You don't know. I'm going with Arizona and Kyler Murray. Moving it on along, we have New Orleans going to Carolina to face off in an NFC South battle. Who are you going with in this uh, game? That's going to be a good game. I'm taking the Saints. Yeah, give me who that. I'm taking the Saints as well. Who you got, Beats? Yeah. It's going to be a good game, though. Hey. Carolina could take it. They really could. Moving it on along. The Colts really desperately need this one. We have the Jags of Jacksonville going into Phillips' world to face off against the Colts, who have to win this game, plus have some other things fall in their favor. Give me the Colts. To stay alive for the playoff picture. Who you got in this game, uh, Beats? Yeah, after them, after them getting splattered last week, I don't think Phillip's going to let that happen again. Uh, the Jaguars has been terrible all season and let me down multiple times. Uh, Coates, who win? All right, all right, all right. Moving it on along. Well, yeah, I'm going with the Colts in this one as well. Sorry about that, sports is. I don't know if I recorded my pick down there. I'm going with the Colts in this ball game as well. Do think that they are pissed off that they had let that lead slip out of their hands against Pittsburgh last week. Now has them on the outside looking in of things for this playoff picture. So we're all going with the Colts in that one. Moving it on alone, Green Bay going to the red hot Chicago Bears to face off in Chicago. Wonder what that weather's going to bring us. We've seen what Green Bay brought us. Wonder what it's going to look like in Chicago. What are you going with in this game, Cal? Man, man, man. Chicago Bears at home in that defense. They both cold weather teams. Uh, my Bears have been pretty decent to me this year. And I got an idea who you guys are going with. Give me the Red Hot Bears, man. Discount double check. Beats. All right. Whoa. Yeah. With the Bears in this one. <clears throat> um, yeah. Going with the Bears in this game. Um, I just, well, my gut is telling me that's what I had down. So, uh, <laughs> sticking to my guns. Me and Cal. Going with the Bears and that defense, and Mitchell Trubisky's been playing some hell of a ball here lately, and they still have something to play for, I believe, as well. But even if they don't, they've been rolling. So, me and Cal going with the Bears of Chicago to be victorious against Green Bay and Mr. Discount Double Check. Moving it on along, another AFC South battle. We have the Tennessee Titans going into the Houston, Texas to face a very disgruntled J.J. Watt-led Houston Texans. Uh, I don't he was pissed off. Lee, you want to elaborate? You wanna, I'm sorry to cut you off, Jack. You want to elaborate, uh, elaborate a little bit about that J.J. Watt before we make the picks? <laughs> I 
this nigga is stupid. Yeah, you can elaborate on it, but I was just going to say, I'm going with Tennessee in this ball game, but you can proceed. <laughs> he, was, he, 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 he anxious with his picks. Uh, yeah, man, J.J. Watt is disgruntled with his team, man, saying if you don't want to work out and do what you need to do to be great, you don't need to fucking be here. And I, I respect that, coming from the uh, long-time pro bowler, uh, defensive, uh, what is he, defensive end? I uh I feel bad for him, man. Uh, the, the season went to shit. Bill O'Brien, thank you for that. And uh, he's disgruntled, man. Uh, guys are not focused. They're not uh, paying attention to their taking care of their craft and being productive on the field as far as working out and uh, taking doing the initiative to be a, a great football player, such as he is. They're not living up to his standard, and he was pissed off. I didn't, Did you guys see the other uh, Sound bite with that? Oh yeah, yeah. I thought I. That's why I brought. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, he was he was pissed off. I mean, and he makes a good point, a very well rounded point. Like you said, these people that right. don't get paid nothing that still buy our jerseys, even though we're shit. He like he said. He yeah, I know we're trash. We're four and eleven. But people still come to this stadium. People still spend money on these tickets. People still walk up to us in public. Hey, we have faith in you to get things back on track. You're still champions in our eyes. So it's a very well-rounded rant from Mr. Watt and that team. I do expect it to be a competitive game. But Tennessee has a lot to play for as well. That's why I said I'm going with Tennessee in this ball game. You guys, and like I said, thank you, Bill O'Brien, because you totally fucked that team. But I will be going with uh, (laughs) Tennessee as well. They're coming off a major L last week. They let me down. But uh, the Texans are terrible, like JJ Watt said. It should be a a well passionate performance from that team. Hopefully, he got them in the right direction going towards next season. A Tennessee if he stays there, but I'm going a with Tennessee. The Titans. A Tennessee. Shit, if you did, I didn't look at it. And I thought I sent you that sound bite, Beats. You sent it out to the group. Moving it on along, uh, AFC West showdown here at the frigid Arrowhead, 325 kickoff. The L.A. Chargers are coming into Big Ridge world of Arrowhead, very frigid, <laughs> to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. It seems like we always have to play the Chargers to close out of a season. But, yeah, it is what it is. Who you got in this uh, ball Give me the mixed yeah. plate, EFF. That means extra French fries. You mean the Chargers? Counting. Can't see. <laughs> Shit. Beats. I ain't no damn fool. I ain't, I ain't no damn fool. <laughs> He's trying to. Whoa, that. Yeah, you. Mm-hmm. You going for this? I'm trying to win this shit. I feel on that. Because we probably good. It's a high chance we could lose. Yeah, y'all think they second string Ooh. ass? Give me Kansas man. Yeah, it's just a a hometown boy thing with me, Beast. But you, I think you did kind of in this situation that we're going into. 
I think you made this. I don't think you. I don't think you're wrong in that at all. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. Man, stupid as hell. Go ahead, Lee. Moving on. Moving it on. We have a NFC West battle between Mr. Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, the treatment world, going to the 49ers to face off against the Super Bowl participating <laughs> 49ers. Who you got in this game? Yeah, George yeah. Kittle said that uh, T. Kelf's best tight end in my eyes, uh, has gave him motivation to get his yak yards up next season. But, hey, buddy, my rebuttal to that is you got to stay healthy. You got to stay healthy. So, me personally, give me the treatment all day and night, buddy, <laughs> with just my Kobe's on. Yeah, give me dangerous. Yeah, I'm going with Seattle as well. What you got, Beats? All right, all right. Sports heads to end off the last pick of the 2020-2021 NFL campaign week 17 matchups. We have a good one here. This is going to decide pretty much the last spot in the whole playoff picture. Things would already be known as far as teams that went on during the earlier games. To kick it off for the Sunday night primetime game, that's deciding a lot. We have the Washington football team traveling to Philadelphia to take on. Give the me Phillies. I'm going with Washington in this ball game. Who do you got in this ball game, Beats? Yeah, I'm in agreement with uh <laughs> with Beats there, man. Washington let me down, man. Uh, last week. Mm -hmm. uh, You're right. We'll go with the Eagles. The Eagles lost, let us down too, I think. If I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, give me the Eagles, man. Beats and Cow going with the Eagles of Philadelphia. <laughs> me sticking with Alex Smith, who will play this game, and the Washington football team in that defense to make the playoffs and be a well-rounded, miraculous story for Alex Smith in that team. Give me Washington. Sports heads, that concludes our pick segment. The picks are in, cemented, and concreted in. May the best man be victorious for Week 17 NFL finale action. Take yep, 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 yep. This is a very uh, crucial, crucial week, man. Uh... A lot of deciding factors for a lot of teams trying to make the playoffs. And I will say, I even though I picked against him, man, uh, good luck to Alex. Because uh, he doesn't, this man is a machine. He's uh, definitely a, a person full of heart and uh, motivation, man. Something to, something to really inspire you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, to come back with something like that, man. So I will say, even though I picked against him, good luck, man. Good luck. Uh, other than that, fellas, uh, you guys got anything else to discuss on this New Year's yeah, Eve? New Year's Eve? Nope, nope, nope. No, 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 no. 
All right, so we will be back uh, Tuesday with the, for the recap and everything like that, Chiefs recap and picks recap. Till then, sports heads, happy New Year's. Like I said, if you didn't get a chance to check out uh, episode 81, uh, where we were talking about some things that you may have missed, please make sure that you check it out. Uh, sports heads, like I said, again, happy New Year's. I'm Cowboy. If you can check it for me, you can find you me. Check it for me. You can find me at DBeats1492. That's D E B E A T S 1492 on all social media. Also, follow the Sports Talk KC uh, fan page. Uh, also, um, follow us on your preferred uh, platform to listen to podcasts and spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Connect with us. And uh, happy New Year's, Lee. If they're checking for you, where can they find you? Yeah, y'all can find me at uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and the Sports Talk KC page, Adam Jones, the 86. So, like Beach was saying, happy New Year's to everyone out there. Hope everyone had a very safe and incoming 2021 to end out the dismal 2020. The 2020 went all as bad. We was able to hoist that Lombardi trophy, one of the highlights of 2020 with so many lowlights. So everybody just keep stumping through the mosh pit, keep supporting, we appreciate that. Stay safe, stay healthy, and let's kick off 2021 the right way. Let's go, Chief. And also everybody keep a twisted T with you for protection, because, uh. As we said in that video, the Twisted T will see you through. Uh, so, uh, yeah, keep your Twisted T hosted, baby. We up out of here.